0: You're listening to the Abbey Nights Morning Show, the number one party show in the city.
1: I got things for soul and my truth, collectible. Famous, social, so famous, number one, desirable. I of what I want when I want and how I want it. Leave you with the one one the yeah, that's how I want it. My true collective ball, famous number one, this cyber ball. Out of what I want, when I want, and how I want it. Leave you with the one in the that's how I roll. I got teachers, so I don't care about no gold. Better so much better flipping, it's
0: Always on the show, so they know that I still got. Wake up, wake up, get your ass out of bed. In the morning, in the morning, morning. it's time to get the party started on The Abbey Night Show. We're getting up close and personal with all your favorite celebrities on the hottest weekend party show in the city the Abbey night show
1: what's up everybody welcome back we're here with devin mckinney how you doing today
0: i'm good <laughs> excited to be here thank you
1: <laughs> i'm so excited to be talking to you today your resume is like miles long i know you've accomplished so much throughout your journey so far but i wanted to dive into a little bit what was the reason i mean obviously we'll dive into what you're you know you've been doing with nike and all that in a little bit but why bourbon of all things that you could possibly do why transition into the bourbon space
0: uh so it's a great question um and you're not the first one to ask but um (laughs) Yeah, you know the the interesting thing is is actually there's a lot more similarities to bourbon and kind of what I do, uh, say my day job with sneakers and um, and some of the industries I've worked uh, uh, worked with in the past than than people think. Um, And so for a few reasons i guess the the first one is um and actually before i get to that look i love bourbon um it's my favorite spirit (laughs) always has been yeah um it's it's like for me it's probably like the the only whiskey i should say is is like the only spirit that i feel like you can nuance to to the level of maybe um wine or or another kind of like um you know i guess food or or culinary experience and so um that's my personal just like love with it um but um in terms of like how how maybe i got involved um and and why i got involved yeah so i mean look my, my entire career has been built around creating uh, uh no pun intended but like a thirst for products Um, I promise I didn't I I didn't I didn't mean that one Um, (laughs) uh, uh, yeah so like you know and 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 I I love making stuff that uh, that makes others feel joy and and feel like they have to have it and and uh, makes them feel special and and um, you know ultimately is something that they can share and so um, in the same way that, uh, you know, in the industries I've worked in and, and primarily right now, like sneakers, um, people get extremely excited and, and, and like line up and, and and create communities around that product. Um, the exact same thing happens in bourbon, right? And so, um, and, and not to kind of jump ahead, but that was a little bit of the premise of the brand is like, hey, can we just like, it's kind of already there in terms of like this really amazing um, energy and, and community around it. But like, how do we start to kind of formalize it a bit and, and, um, kind of connect those, those two worlds. So that's kind of like, I I think the, 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 the gist of it for me, um, like, yeah, ultimately, um, making cool shit, you know, uh, hopefully I'm allowed to say that, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're <totally> uh, fine. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and so, um, I think that's, that's what I aspire to do is bring amazing new things to people. And this was more of just like an extension of, of what I've been doing, I guess.
1: And it looks incredible. I haven't had the chance to try it yet, but I hear amazing things about it. How Thank was you. Blue Run Spirits founded and, and why that name?
0: yeah um so it's an interesting one actually so um i have four partners um and we're, we're kind of spread out a little bit and and we're kind of uh, at the beginning uh we're kind of connected um a little bit loosely right we kind of like mm-hmm. some knew each other some didn't you know we kind of all pulled together because we all have pretty different backgrounds um mm-hmm. but two of my partners um mike montgomery he's our ceo and uh jesse who's Kind of our Renaissance man. He's our uh, Kentucky, Kentucky guy uh, running operations and stuff out there. But um, it kind of started with them, right? Um, and Jesse being like. he's got a background um all over the place um but primarily in politics and so that being said he knows kind of like everybody in kentucky which is amazing you walk down the street and um he's from georgetown kentucky you walk down the street and he's like the mayor as as well um (laughs) but him and mike actually had an opportunity to kind of like acquire which doesn't really happen um too often, but to acquire like some amazing, amazing bourbon that had been aging for at that time, I think 12 years, mm-hmm. which is also like pretty rare to find um, not only like product that's been aged that long and is up for sale, um, mm-hmm. but is actually like of a really, really high quality. And so, um, you know, again, they weren't looking to get into it, but um, they had it there and they're like, God, like we feels like we should do something with this. And so um, you know, they, call, they called a, a few of us up and was like, hey, can we put a team together and, and, and get something going? Um, and so that's kind of like the, the very beginnings of it. And, um, you know, more specifically, I guess, how I got involved. Um, I've known Mike for, for a long time. Actually, his wife and my wife are cousins. So we have like a little bit of a, of a family connection there. But um, he's in L.A., um and uh, i think on his way to work or part of his life route in la he um he drives down fairfax la brea that that area you you know la which is kind of where all the streetwear companies are Mm -hmm. all the amazing sneaker boutiques and he was um and supreme and like these these kind of um industries and and brands that i've worked with and i think his whole thing was like, dang, like, I see lines like, you know, every day, like, Mm -hmm. what is this, you know? And, and he looked into a little bit more and he's like, I think this is like the stuff that Devin works on. And so (laughs) again, it kind of goes back to, to like the original conversation, like from there, we're just like, Hey, like, is there similarities here between these industries Um, and is there something we can kind of do with it? And so it got me excited, of course. And and that was kind of like the beginning of, of my relationship with, with, um, with, I guess, Mike in, a, in an official kind of business way, um, and the team, and then kind of from there, yeah, you know, again, it was like, uh, you know, after we had decided, like, let's do this thing, you know, then it was just like all, all hands on deck, and for me, you know, I think like right off, right off the bat, it was, um, look, the the opportunity um, is is pretty clear, you know. I think mm. um, you you go into. Uh, any liquor store or bar and if you look at the shelf it it all looks you know and kind of putting the the liquid and the quality of of the bourbon aside the look of bourbon is all the same Um, it it really is you know and for for good or for bad that's not a knock necessarily it's it's a very Mm -hmm. historic um, and kind of like deeply American product you know and I think that's generally the story that's been celebrated uh, almost exclusively right which is Mm -hmm. Um, my, you know, grandpappy's recipe from, um, you know, the, the, the early 1900s or 1800s, um, we found it in the attic and now we're bringing it back to life. And, you know, you have like this, this really old story. And and I think the, the packaging, um, and again, the brands really kind of celebrate that and look like that. Right. Mm. Which to be honest, like feels a little bit old, you know, and, um, that's not necessarily what we wanted to do, you know. I think yeah. again, our passion uh, for the product and, and the opportunity was bringing it to maybe a different audience, and, and um, you know, quite frankly, what like, we didn't have that story, and we were never going to have that story. So, like, you know, we, we also wanted to, to make sure we were being authentic and and um, and bring it into a bit of a, a modern space and a newer space, and, and mm. um, you know, our our, our values and, and maybe our mission was very clear, like right off the bat, um, of kind of changing things up a bit. Yeah. There's not Um, a
1: lot of nuance in that space. Is there, it's very, there there really isn't the older standard of what bourbon is supposed to be, what it's supposed to look like and who's supposed to share it. And it's kind of cool to see the transition over time from the perception then and where it kind of should be now which is so yeah. cool to what you guys are doing because it's innovative to this space i mean who yeah. i don't know of any brands that handwrite five thousand thank you notes that's yeah. crazy it's like pr- it's
0: pretty incredible that's all mike by the way i was like when he <laughs> when, when he first came up with that i was like you're you're crazy like yeah. that's unheard of <laughs> um but no it's amazing you know and again that, that's uh, one of the things we, we wanted to grand ourselves in. it's mm. just like we can create a personal experience, you know? I mean, we're not we're not Maker's Mark, you know? We're not uh, Jim Beam, yeah. you know? And so it's like, um, wh- why couldn't we kind of like have a personal almost like conversation or dialogue with the people that are enjoying us on our product or not, you know, to be completely honest. And like, <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: um, and that's, you know, something that I've always held like really tight um, yeah. and, and kind of dear to me as just being like, focused on consumer products and just listening to the consumer you know um it it seems so simple but like i think a lot of brands overlook that you know and it's like if you really want to get better you need to listen to the people that are buying your product right
1: yeah and having that personal touch is very meaningful too because it makes you feel special when you get the product you don't feel like you're just another customer and uh What's up, everyone? It's your girl, Abby Nights, checking in here. Are you tired of feeling gassy and bloated? No problem, I got the perfect solution for you. Check it out. Bioptimizers is a company that's been optimizing internal gut health for years now. They use the highest quality of enzymes and probiotics in the market, and they're clinically proven to get the job done. They're made in the USA, GMP certified, and manufacturing COA. Don't believe me? Try it out for yourself. They even offer a 365-day money-back guarantee. That's right, 365-day money-back guarantee. I started using these two years ago, and I never looked back. Believe me, they get the job done. So make sure you guys go check them out, www.buyoptimizers.com, and use code ABBY10 for discount at checkout. That's www.bioptimiz.com. C-E-R-S.com. Use code 10 for discounted checkout. Trust me, you'll thank you later. I mean, I'm so excited for what you guys are going to be doing. Your slogan, drink better, drink together. It's the beginning of bourbon. It's kind of like a rebirth of something that we've known to be so traditional for so many years. What was the process behind the bottle?
0: yeah the bottle uh the bottle took took a while um you know i went through uh i went through quite a few iterations um and and actually before we landed on blue run as a name we we kind of went through a few a few different things actually the the first name that um uh, that i was like super gung-ho about and i and i want and it still it still rings true i think to, to our name and to our brand but um i wanted to create something just like super iconic and simple and at the beginning, I just wanted to call. I wanted to call bourbon. I just wanted to call it blue, just like Kentucky blue. Mm-hmm. That was the original, just kind of like name. And and again, just um, a nod to Kentucky, and that's something we're super proud of, you know. And, and that is the part of I think um, the history or the DNA of bourbon that that we'll never, I think, walk away from. And we do want to embrace of just being like truly from Kentucky and having that root there. And then blue being so significant to Kentucky. Uh, when you think of kind of uh, all the things of Kentucky culture, uh, it's the Bluegrass State. Um, you think about horse racing and the Blue Ribbon. Um, you know, uh, even on the you know, I love basketball, NCAA. Um, there's a there's a there's a deep connection to blue as as a, as a as a college color there um, with Kentucky, and so um, it just felt like really fresh, you know, and and also on. Um, part of the story that we weren't like really focused on was that Jesse, who I talked about earlier grew up. Um, he actually grew up directly across the street from where Elijah Craig grew up. So his family's house, Elijah Craig, the beginning, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the father of bourbon, I guess, um, his family house is like directly across the street, which is in very close proximity, um, to like the, the, body of water, the river, I guess, uh, which is called Royal Springs, where mm-hmm. all the original kind of bourbon was first kind of produced out of. And so Jesse actually played in that, that river as a kid. And that was like a big part of his past. And um, officially it was called Royal Springs, but they used to call it just bloop, like the blue run, mm-hmm. um, because it's kind of like long and, and trailing. Um, and so when he kind of told me that I was like, that's a super amazing amazing story and the name the name just sounds like really fresh i thought and Mm -hmm. again super modern um and so we we ran with it um we ran with it no again no no pun intended with that one either sorry um (laughs) (laughs) you're
1: doing good it's just happening it's just (laughs) happening (laughs) Uh,
0: and so yeah um uh in terms of like the creation of the bottle you know um again we had our mission statement down like really quick um and and again kind of like the big things we wanted to to ensure with our brand was to make sure we were creating a brand that's inclusive uh i think that's something that's been missing from the industry for for a long time when i say inclusive i mean who we're talking to Mm -hmm. um you know i think generally speaking like the heritage of of maybe whiskey and and american whiskey and, and bourbon Uh, has talked to maybe a, a pretty singular demographic and again for us like why there's no reason like it's amazing you know and so like why are we leaving people out and that was part of the opportunity so um inclusivity um you know again we didn't want to get into this unless we had the best product and we would continue to have the best product so once we solidified that we knew we were going to be aspirational we wanted to um also kind of embody that and and again another opportunity that's uh hasn't really existed, at least in terms of um at least in terms of like really embracing it i think you know Mm -hmm. and again if you look uh back at a lot of our competition like absolutely there's incredibly priced bourbon like you know more than any of us can ever afford but it doesn't look like it you know which is kind of like Mm -hmm. the weird the weird thing you know and that's like a little bit of like it's counter to how i've always worked it's like If you're going to present something or if you have a product that um, that is aspirational and is of a lot of value, then like it deserves the respect, Mm -hmm. you know, all the way around in terms of like the entire experience you have with it from packaging, um, et cetera, um, in this case. And then the last thing is just, um, you know, the opportunity to, to, to make sure it didn't feel so old you know and we talked about that a little bit Mm -hmm. but like how do you embody a little bit of fun and maybe even youth culture right into the packaging so all of those kind of came together um to inform how how we approached the bottle and and so um you know part of it was like well the i think the aspiration part and the modernity came to life with just like the really sleek lines of the glass um and then you know Like pretty soon after, again, not uh, in terms of embracing. I think like the premium aspect aspect of it, we chose uh, an ink that actually has gold in it because you can't get that level of brightness without actually infusing um, some gold. So our ink has 22 carat gold in it, and it's applied directly to the bottle too, just like super clean, right? Um, To to kind of like limit the amount of like distraction and Mm -hmm. disruption in the like beautiful beautiful glass. Um, and then the butterfly came, came last actually. And, um, it was a long, long conversation, but from the get go, I wanted us to kind of embrace some sort of an icon, you know, and, and again, mm-hmm. uh, working, working with the companies I have in the past, you know, I think the power of the icon and eventually, uh, looking into the future someday where your icon, um, can be your brand without having to say it's your brand, you know, mm-hmm. is, is something that, that. I have always thought is like really, really amazing and cool, um, and and on that something that people can relate to too, and felt maybe a little bit different than than some of the iconography that's happening in the industry um, today. And so the butterfly was uh, it was controversial at first, uh, definitely of putting um, something that may lean uh, traditionally a little bit more feminine um, mm-hmm. in bourbon, which maybe traditionally people think leans a little bit more towards masculine. But like, that's what I liked about it. I like that tension. I like that juxtaposition. Yeah. Um, and so I think it all came together pretty nicely. I'm, I'm, I'm pretty proud of that one. Um, yeah.
1: The bottle yeah. is stunning. And I've got to say, Thank I you. have been obsessed with butterflies my whole Life. So when I saw that <laughs> bottle, I was like, yes, this is different. This is cool. It's really unique. It really makes a statement when you see it because it becomes a great topic of conversation. It it it, yeah. ca- it calls for a conversation. Did you see this? It it's crazy. Yeah. It's incredible. And little details like real 24 karat gold that's put into the actual bottle, something that most people wouldn't think about but it goes to show the dedication right. that you guys have to the brand into what you're trying to create yeah. as a, as a long-term staple item that families need in their homes that they use when they're gathering for weekend dinners or the holidays, something that feels warm, that feels like home, but that still feels cool. And that's a hard thing to blend. Right. So I, yeah, I love the bottle. That was the first thing that caught my attention. So it's awesome. so cool Thank to you. hear the yeah. story. Yeah. Um, Sneakerizing bourbon, though, like, let's talk about this. Everybody and their mama goes crazy when there's a new sneaker release, especially from Nike. We know that, I mean, like, listen, these air forces are like a nightmare to try to get. You got to be on a list of list (laughs) of a list or you're going to pay like 10 times the price. So to think about that in bourbon is like revolutionizing the entire industry of bourbon. So in your opinion, what's what's the comparison of whiskey versus the millennial market today in the space that you're trying to create? Because I feel like you're so innovative in the vision that you have as a team for it. It's kind of like you're in your own lane.
0: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's a, it's a really good question. I mean, um, you know, it, it's a little abstract um, for a mm-hmm. lot of people, right? um in terms of like again thinking of whiskey and thinking of sneakers like those two don't necessarily line up but here here's the other interesting thing on that like real quick is um believe it or not like there's a lot of people that have passions for both and crossover you know that Mm -hmm. has like kind of nothing to do really with the brand necessarily that wasn't the idea of like how do we get people that are into both But there's like and this is like just a discovery since we've been in the business, but um, there's like a good amount of people that like like have a sneaker room and then have a whiskey room, you know, so Mm -hmm. it's kind of kind of interesting. And I think maybe that just proves a little bit of the point earlier where it's like both um, both can be objects of desire. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Both have extremely strong communities around them um, in different ways. Mm-hmm. and and both are kind of like meant to be shared and in, in, in different ways but you know mm-hmm. bourbon maybe more literally like share with friends and family and sneakers more of like share your passion and and share your knowledge and and your insight you know but um you know in, in a funny way like you know people don't really understand this but like sneakers aren't just for yourself right you're wearing them so other people can see them so it's kind of like you're putting sneakers on for everybody else a little bit you know and yeah. so um I think both of those both of those things um were were uh, are, are have become like very interesting for us you know and certainly mm-hmm. for me um and then you know i think in terms of um in terms of like the millennial and and bourbon and sneakerization i think um you know similarly like sneakers um sneakers are rooted in in two worlds right they're 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 rooted in the past and the DNA. I mean, the hottest sneaker in the world right now is designed in 1985. Um, and, and it will forever be an amazing sneaker. Um, but also, you know, it's about like innovation and truly building for the future. Um, in terms of like, what's that next amazing product and, and, um, and technology. And I think, you know, bourbon's not all that different right it's it's rooted of course like we've talked about it's rooted in in the past and and in this amazing kind of american story but um there's a constant desire to push bourbon um somewhere mm. new and and that's on um, that's been there from a technical side i think but there's been so many like almost unspoken parameters about like what (laughs) bourbon is and what it can look like and all this that like it hasn't really hasn't really got there and so i think um you know I, i think in terms of the millennial consumer i think the millennial consumer is probably like less enthralled with again um your grandpappy's attic recipe and more enthralled with like dang like what is this and where is it going and like Mm -hmm. what's new and what's fresh and like what else is there that I could try from this brand and what are they doing, you know? Um, so it's almost like, you know, and I guess that's where we sit a little bit is, um, we're, we're not trying to rehash the same, same story over and over again. And it's more like showing, I think, um, hopefully like the future of of where bourbon can go and, and where, where, where spirits can go in general.
1: And I think that's that's making a major statement because you're finding the right marriage between both worlds. I mean, we all know millennials, big spenders, for one, just from a business standpoint. But second, wanting to create a staple item that has longevity, much like the sneakers. I mean, that's always a very exciting thing. Right. Next big sneaker drop. Everybody wants it when it comes to bourbon and the whiskey space it's it's a little dated it's not really cool for the younger generation i never hear people talking about bourbon it's always like vodka ciroc and why because those are staple items that are being marketed to the younger generation they look cool they look fun and it looks like something you want to have and share with your friends but for bourbon i don't think there's any brands that are really standing out and making that statement that makes it exciting again, that makes you want to go party with your friends or makes you want to kick back at the end of a long week for an executive that has an incredibly stressful job. I mean, yes. all points that are super multifaceted to really any age demographic, regardless yeah, of where you are absolutely. in the world. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And being able to share those moments speaks a lot, which by the way, I've been looking at your pullover hoodie and it is really, <laughs> Dope. <laughs>
0: uh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> for
1: everybody that's listening, Devin has on this really cool pullover that's Blue Run Spirits and it's obviously got all the markings for the whiskey brand. And um did you design that?
0: I did, yeah. Simple, um, but
1: like everything it needs to be.
0: Yeah, I mean I think that's that's the idea, right? And and again, we're um uh, I, I, you know, that, that's that's my role with the team um, is just kind of curating our look um, from, you know, whether it be social media to obviously packaging to, you know, any type of merch or promo stuff that we give out. And so, mm-hmm. um, you know, again, like th- this is something new. This is something we were very definitive of very, you know, from the beginning of like creating something that felt different. And so, um, you know, from from partners might call me a little bit anal to be honest but like i am i'm very kind of like no like it needs to be this way um but i think that's the right thing to do you know and again back to to what you were saying like um this isn't this is something that needs to have a different experience and, and that's with every kind of touch point
1: it's like go figure you sound like a genuine passionate creative what creative is not anal about something that they're putting, (laughs) you know, their heart and soul into. Because at the end of the day, it's like your baby, right? You're curating it, you're putting it together. You want it to be a success. It has to be a success. So seeing what you guys have accomplished so far, being sold down just a few minutes on your first launch to, you know, getting a great response from all the handwritten notes, a little bit about you for people that may not know. I mean, I'm curious myself when you were a kid what was the dream how did you go from i don't know whatever your dream was as a kid to being a creative director for multiple global brands
0: um another good question um funny enough like when i was a kid i just wanted to to have um a a graphic that i designed on a t-shirt like that was the dream you know and and actually just just give a little bit of context so i grew up in, in california southern california and and um as a kid my big passions was like as a lot of southern california kids like skateboarding like beach culture surfing snowboarding Mm. and so again the the um the people that inspired me when i was when i was young were in the pages of like the skateboard magazines and the graphics that popped off shirts and boards was always just like like and it kind of still is to be honest like looking back is just like the the i don't know the 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 be all of like cool graphics you know um yeah. and just coolness and so um you know again when i was little and and i've always liked to draw it was like oh dang someday if i could have like a t-shirt that was one of you know from one of these brands with with my with my design on it i think that would be that would be it um and actually I did work in that industry for, for several years, right out of school. Um, and it was, it was fun and, and, and it was um, definitely a learning experience, but, um, you know, you soon realize that like, uh, you know, quite frankly, it's almost like looking behind the the curtain of Oz sometimes, right. Where it's like, (laughs) Oh yeah, when I was a kid, this was amazing, but, um, maybe I aspire to something a little bit more. And so from there, I think, um, I realized my passion was like more than just graphics it was um kind of all forms of like creative creativity and 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 mm-hmm. product creation and so um that kind of led me up to the bay area uh working uh working with um uh, bags so primarily like utility backpacks I worked for North Face and Jansport um some big backpack brands and uh got my got my my feet a, wet a little bit with with kind of um, color graphics materials product etc um worked for a couple other kind of like streetwear brands there as well um and then and then one day i got the i got the call from the swoosh um and that was that was a while ago it was 10 years ago maybe um and that's a that's a call you you kind of have to take right uh right was wasn't looking for a move at that time but again um you see that number pop up with nike Inc. and and you answer it right away <laughs> and so um
1: not a call you decline. yeah i mean yeah,
0: exactly it's it, it yeah, you don't send that one to voicemail um but um and, and that's where i'm at you know still today creative director um the most amazing brand in the world um i'll put that on par with blue run spirit a little bit different maybe but um uh it really is you know and again a lot of I think um, a a lot of the approach of what we do in the spirits industry is, is set up by, um, you know, or I should have said like charted by sneaker industry and and by a lot of the principles that Nike set forward back in, you know, the seventies, right. When they started, which is pretty amazing to say that about a brand. Um, Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, um, you know, I think ultimately, um, ultimately I will always be, Inspired, I think, by sneaker culture. Um, no matter, I think, what we do or where we go, I think, sneaker culture is, is the probably one of the only, um, let's just say, cultures around a specific product that truly transcends more than just one type of person or one age group or one demographic or one location or one you know one city. Um, it, it, it is cool for everybody in different ways, right? And yeah. so um I don't know to me that's that's just like so so insane that, that that a company can do that right
1: it says a lot about your personality too I think it's a kind of like a statement to who you are how you put clothes together what you wear like especially for sneakerheads, I mean it's like a thing right to yeah. talk about what's the latest thing out or even vintage ones that came out like 10 20 30 years ago people still talk yeah. about those designs which is insane for you would you say that that's that street culture the sneaker culture is where you get your greatest source of inspiration when you're working on a new project
0: yeah i think so um you know i'd be more specific of like the the people that are involved in that world is probably where i get a lot of my inspiration mm-hmm. uh and it's and it's funny you know and now and, and and not to go off on a little bit of a tangent but like um street <laughs> um Mm -hmm. again back when when i was growing up streetwear was truly that it was tees and and hoodies and graphics right um and and then fashion was something different fashion was what happened in new york and paris and and milan and you know the likes um but if you look at what's going on now it's actually like streetwear which has become more than just t-shirts and hats and, and hoodies but like is actually informing the runway um mm-hmm. you know and, and and for people that that follow fashion um look i mean probably one of the greatest um fashion designers of, of our generation who unfortunately just passed away Virgil Abloh um came from streetwear you know mm-hmm. i mean that was it came from like you know the the roots right and so and and again um before he passed he was he was creative director of Louis Vuitton the mm-hmm. utmost um, of, of, of the upper echelon of fashion, right. Um, and fashion houses. And so that is also like, um, to me always amazing. And and I love that from an inspirational standpoint, And, and maybe relating back to bourbon, you know, it's, it's kind of like, I guess in the same way of bourbon maybe has been perceived as one thing as maybe a little bit more, um, I don't know a better way to put it, but kind of like blue collar working man, uh the south you know and it's like well actually like urban is a very complex and sophisticated spirit like why wouldn't that be actually informing the rest of the industry right. um if we did it right you know um and so i guess in the, in that same way of just drawing kind of parallels between both worlds um yeah again it's it's cool it's really cool
1: you know it's kind of interesting because i've i've spoken with um Several, I I mean, I call them kids, it's not like I'm that old at this point, but, you know, the younger generation, late teens, early 20s, everybody wants to party, right? So everybody talks about what everyone's drinking, what the new mixed drink is, and all that stuff. And whenever I've spoken to them and they ask me what I drink, they always say, well, whiskey's boring, rum is boring. Why would anybody want to drink that? That's not cool. I'm like, what do you mean it's not cool? You should make it cool. (laughs) And, you know, thinking about how you're perceiving everything, your vision for it from a creative standpoint is so different from how the general public may perceive it. And I think that there's a lot to be said about that because that's what creates new trends. That's what creates evolution, new lanes, something different that makes people talk about why it makes it different really. I mean, cause yeah, that's really what yeah. catches people's attention. People like to talk. So if something's yeah. new, everybody wants to be the first one to jump on it. Why is this cool? Why is this exciting? Why is something that has been around for generations all of a sudden cool? Why is it hip? Why is everybody posting about it on social media? And then you have people like you that are trying to reignite a flame that seems like it's been going forever, but it hasn't been shown in a different light. And I think yeah. that that's really different for you know blue Run spirits to really have the um, what is a politically correct way of saying this? I mean for just for a lack of better terms, for just having the balls basically, to walk into an industry that has been so complacent in a comfortable space with what's expected to come in and say, "We're not going to do that anymore. We're going to do it this way." and i love that i think that is so cool that you guys are so passionate about merging two industries that culturally have been made acceptable and fun and i think that's a big part of it right when you think of having a drink you want it to be a fun experience when you're with people and Nobody really stops to talk about that, right? It's just like what's on yeah. the shelf. Um, yeah. So, you know, of all the things that you do when it comes to design, obviously you're a very busy man. So I'm sure trying to figure out a work-life balance and a way to stay sane in the midst of all the ideas that you probably have going on in your head 24-7. Where do you find like the the comfortable zone for you when it comes to creating new ideas. Because I'm sure yeah. you have this project, you have your things that you do with Nike. I mean, like you said, you've been with them for like a decade. For those of you that don't know who Devin is, he's the senior creative director for Nike for the global men's footwear, correct? So Correct, yeah. No pressure, right? I mean, you've got to come in, you really <laughs> got to, you know, really kick ass. So when you're finding that time for yourself to create something that's for you, something that's new, something that's innovative, what does that creative space look like?
0: Uh, it's, it's a really good question, especially right now. Um, COVID (laughs) has made, um, a lot of our lives very very (laughs) challenging. right? And so like, you know, pre, pre COVID me, um, you know, I'm, I'm a big advocate. Like, I love cities, um, mm. love cities, different cities, you know, and I have my favorite, but I just, I, I love, I love different urban environments um, because there's so many similarities, yet so many differences, you know, um, from, again, what New York to LA to New York uh, to uh, Paris to um, Berlin, right? Like, they're all, they're all places um with very very driven and colorful people and scenery and happening but the nuances between them is like what's so so energetic to me right and so inspiring mm. and so um you know and I think just naturally like you take yourself outside of your your radius of where you live and your eyes are open in a different way and so um you know it's almost like you're you're I don't know, your your brain can't help but like taking in um, <laughs> and being inspired by a new things. So, you know, obviously, um, it's a little bit tougher to travel to travel now or it has been over the last couple of years, you know, mm-hmm. and um, and so um, for me, you know, I think I guess I'm I'm blessed with um, very creative and interesting people um, that I see on on a daily basis through uh, friends that I'm that I'm you know associated with here and and also, um, I'll say like the the coolest, one of the coolest things about working with Nike is like nobody's from here. Like, we I'm in Portland right now, Portland, Oregon, which is an amazing city, by the way, not to knock it, but um, literally nobody, <laughs> nobody's from here, everybody comes here, you know, yeah. which makes this like really kind of interesting, um, dynamic of like we're, we're all from different places, literally, all over the world. It's a global company, you know. So, my best friends are are from the far ends of of where i grew up you know um whether it be you know i have friends from from new zealand from africa from europe of course you know um and so like coming together in a city that's like not really ours you know in terms Mm -hmm. of where we're from um is is pretty cool because it's like this weird thing of like yeah we're all here and we're experiencing it together but we're all bringing our own like little little piece of our of our kind of like past and where we're from here to to kind of like celebrate and and um and you know ultimately i guess inspire each other and so um i don't know maybe that's a long-winded answer of like look you got to surround yourself with 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 interesting people i don't know simple as that right um or else, you know, it's going to be tough to to, to kind of come up with, with new ideas, I think, and have those conversations that are going to level you up, right?
1: Well, it's it's the mental stimulation, right? For a creative person, it's like trying to stick them on a single lane, not traveled road. You need something yeah. that's like a highway. It has to be intriguing, interesting, fun, exciting. It has to be all the things All in one, I think, for a creative mind anyway, to keep you fresh, right? Keep you fresh, keep you evolving. And I love the answer. I didn't think it was long-winded. I love the honesty, right? Most people are like, you know, it's like a standard answer. But I love that you, I mean, that's the truth. Interesting people make life more colorful. And when you're creative and you can't get to your creative inspiration, which would be for you, sounds like traveling globally or Mm. within the u.s you have to find a different way to source that because otherwise you stay kind of stagnant and you can't grow so for you looking back on your journey so far has there been a pivotal moment at any point because obviously with covid life changed drastically i never thought i'd live to see a time where i'd be like you remember when we had covid and we couldn't go outside i mean it's crazy uh so has there been a moment like that for you
0: Uh, yeah, there's probably been a couple, but I mean, the, the one, um, like looking all all the way back, um, you know, and again, a little bit of context, like, so uh, San Diego, like I said, is where I'm from, but, um, and San Diego is a beautiful city and the climate, um, is amazing. And it's very easy to get, um, to get complacent with that, you know? Um, and, (laughs) and, and a lot of friends and family were like, why would you ever leave San Diego? You know, like. This is where people come to to go vacation. Why would you leave here? You know? And so um, you know i I believed in that to be honest for for like an early part of my life. and I, San Diego's amazing. Don't get me wrong. love the beach. Um, <laughs> but I would say, like at one point, I, I, I did take a chance, um, and I just like got up and and got out of there, uh, you know, and and didn't really have much. Much stacked up the, the part i kind of glossed over when when i was kind of talking through my career and journey was that transition from working in um kind of like the skate and in surf industry to then working for for north face it didn't happen like seamlessly like basically I, you know i was i was looking for something new i had a buddy that strangely enough was in the coast guard um and he would he was actually working golden gate bridge um there's a there's a coast guard station under there and and uh, he was just like dude I'm like living in the city like just come up you can crash on my couch he's like it's it's your kind of like ticket open ended ticket and I was like dang I'm just going to do it you know and so um again didn't really know what I would do in San Francisco I mean I knew you know I, I like being creative and and I have a skill set and so I think thought it would be something around that but it's not like I had a job lined up um And so, just like that, that moment, it was just like I kind of took myself out of everything that was familiar and went up there. I knew like literally one person, which is my buddy, uh, who wasn't in my industry and was, you know, (laughs) like he's a childhood friend. It's not like you know he's like an industry an industry buddy or something. And it kind of forced me to, to, you know, kind of plot me right in the middle of San Francisco. And it just like forced me to like build, build myself up again and, and kind of like help understand, I think help me understand what I wanted and what I was about and like Mm. really establish like the foundation of like, all right, this is what I like. And this is what I don't like. And so I'm going to take this path that's going to lead me towards what I like. um, If that makes sense, you know, And, and that put me on a kind of a, different tra- trajectory in a certain way to where it was like it also opened my mind my mind to like well there's a lot more out there than just what I was experiencing you know in San Diego and in that yeah. kind of like action sports industry and it's like um from there again it was like well now I'm not ground like I have no like uh, again San Francisco is another one of my favorite cities but yeah. I have no loyalty <laughs> to the city anymore you know it's like yeah. so I'm, fr- I'm free a little bit of like now I can do what I want like in a subconscious mm. way, you know, and it sounds kind of weird of like, why couldn't you do that before? But, you know, your your family and your friends and your childhood and everything are in a place. It's a lot harder to leave than a place where you don't have that um, deep connection and roots. And once you take that step, it's like you've already done it. So now it's a little bit like, well, I can look everywhere now in terms mm. of things that interest me or that I could get involved in. Um, and so I would say that's probably like the, the single biggest kind of, probably moment at least from a career perspective um yeah. in my in my life yeah
1: that's pretty incredible to think you know if you okay so looking back to when you were in your early adulthood
0: stages
1: let's say like 20 21 could you have imagined yourself where you are today
0: um probably not no yeah um That's amazing.
1: It's amazing how you see life, you know, happen.
0: Yeah, (laughs) it is. You know, I think it's like, I'm not sure if I was, um, if I was clear enough back then to even think that way. Right. You know, it's just like. You think a lot smaller, whereas, like yeah. I said, you know, it's just like, dude, all I wanted like a graphic on a t-shirt that sells in a store that would be amazing. And then from there, it's like, oh, it'd be cool to have like a collection at some point, you know. And then, so it's like it was smaller, goal, you know, versus like, oh, someday I'm gonna be like, you know, what, whatever, at Nike, right? Um, it was more of just like smaller thinking. But like as mm-hmm. as time goes on, and maybe that's also back to to that last conversation of like taking yourself out of an environment like consciously helps you also think a lot bigger and also see a bigger picture you know just like inherently it's like well you're no longer like kind of trapped in this like way of thinking that you have been um just by the nature of like that's what you've known and so it helps you probably help me I would say like just think in like much bigger terms right of like well dude like yeah maybe it's not just about a graphic t-shirt you know um or a hat maybe it's like this is, like, something where I could drive, like, a true, like, enterprise vision, right? Mm. Um, and so I think, I think that level of confidence, too, uh, just kind of comes along with it of, like, again, the exposure and and, um, and and working outside of maybe, like, your comfort zone and having some successes then lead to, like, more and more and more to a point than when you're just, like, dang, well, now I'm here. Like, this is wild. You know, I didn't yeah. think this could happen. <laughs> yeah,
1: That's... That's such an incredible way to just have a quick flashback at where you started versus where you are today. And then to be transitioning to create a whole new way of looking at a traditional space. That's kind of mind-blowing when you look yeah, at it like that. Yeah.
0: Like, yeah, yeah this, this is, is happening. <laughs> it is, yeah. Do no, I, got, look, I, I, no, I no, don't go ahead. take that for granted either. Yeah. yeah.
1: It's, well, I mean... At the end of the day, I think the dream is to do something you love, inevitably, whatever that looks like. And to see the transitional evolution that you've had over the years and still maintain humility, still have integrity, and still be constantly pushing yourself to evolve on a personal level, you know, creatively, I think that speaks volumes to your success and also the marriage that you have In the new space with blue run spirits and what you guys are trying to accomplish long term with your vision as opposed to just being stagnant and complacent with the bare minimum let's create a bottle looks cool looks whatever and just keep it moving you guys are really putting so much thought into creating something that matters that says something that really has a voice of its own in in a space that's become really dull i mean if we're being honest so thank you yeah I'm so excited. What what are the plans for 2022 with Blue Run Spirits? Where can people buy it? Yeah. Is it only going to be exclusive to you guys still online?
0: No. So, um, uh, we have big plans, 22 and, and beyond. Um, and I would say this is, um, look, we started in 2019 with, with, um, essentially, you know, a couple products, um, super hard to get we didn't release very much of it um that was our our little kind of like uh i guess proving ground a bit right um and and again 2019 went really cool we got an amazing response um 2020 and 2021 we're like hey let's see if we can scale this thing a little bit and and actually like you know put the focus into it into building a brand and building a voice and building a community, um, and then 2022 and and into 23, I think and beyond is like really about uh, I think kind of kind of maturing, you know. And so, um, with that being said, you know, we, we we're at a position now where we can offer our products to to a wider audience. Um, and so, yeah, we will be to answer your question directly. We're we're certainly more than when than online only. Um, for not for all releases. Some of them are just so small. It doesn't make sense to, to do it anywhere else. And we want to make sure like we can again, maintain a direct relationship in some, some form with our, with our customer. Mm-hmm. Um, but we will uh, yes, we have uh, the next couple of releases. So actually uh, next week, I think on Thursday we're releasing um, our high ride bourbon which is absolutely delicious, um, amazing. It's the second time we've released. It's our second batch. Um, it's the first, let's see, it's the first distilled product from um, the legendary Jim Rutledge um, since he's been uh, retired, quote unquote. Um, and uh, the first batch, um, again, got, got pretty uh, amazing reviews. And so we're excited about this one um and we have a good amount of product releasing there and then we're also re-releasing um our uh, what we call our golden rye which is um uh, a rye bourbon that we uh won uh, i guess most importantly gold medal in uh san francisco spirits competition um and uh scooped up just about every other medal you can imagine so from a quality standpoint um super, super on point. People people love that one. Both those products are, are, are bigger quantities um, than they have been in the past. And so again, hopefully we'll give access to, to a few more people. Um, and then it only kind of gets uh, hopefully a little bit bigger from there. We have a couple new products releasing down the way here. We have um, a little bit of a lower proof bourbon called reflection bourbon um which we're extremely excited about um that's what i've been sipping recently um really 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 delicious um and so that one will will have a, a pretty good availability as well uh and then we have some special surprises and and some projects coming along too that that'll be a little bit more limited
1: i am so excited to see what you guys continue to come up with because my biggest thing was I want to try it it sounds amazing and then I was like where do I go to get it's like it's sold out everything is sold out I do have a question though even though I feel like this is kind of to be expected can we anticipate some sort of like a fashion collaboration for Blue Run Spirits at any point yeah, in the so,
0: future great question um collaboration in general is something i'm like really passionate about um mm-hmm. you know i think generally how i look at collaborations um is uh look you need to use the formula one plus one equals three um you know again taking two brands um that together couldn't make something that either brand could do alone right and so mm-hmm um along with that just comes like the right partnership and so it's it's um we have a few conversations happening right now that i can't um gotta dot across uh, cross the t's and dot the i's legally so i can't really talk about them but yeah, yeah i think um fashion is definitely one that's really really interesting um the uh digital space is really interesting as well we have um a pretty crazy conversation going on of like a little bit of how you can confuse um, the digital world and uh, things like NFTs with with physical product and and the spirits industry, that one is is also really, I think, intriguing and interesting for us. Um, But yeah, uh, definitely something um, something you should expect from us.
1: I think it's pretty safe to say That blue run spirits is going to come and completely disrupt the space with a huge splash i think it's going to be a massive topic of conversation throughout the year you guys are doing incredible things i listen i'm going to find a way to get my hands on one of the bottles i can't wait to try it if you guys end up making these as merch the hoodies you have on please let me know so i can go buy one it is (laughs) if you guys get a chance to see this this is so cool to see i I think that you're literally you're a great visual of what blue run is because Mm, even in something as simple as a hoodie it makes a statement and I, i just i'm thrilled i cannot wait to see what's to come this year and the next five years i think you guys are gonna I wouldn't be surprised if you took over the space in the next five years. I'm I'm really wow, excited to see you. what you do. Yeah. It's been yeah, such thank a pleasure. You so much. Yeah.
0: Absolutely. 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 Super fun. Super yes, fun. Thank you. Yeah. For
1: sure. And, and anytime yeah. you guys have anything going on, feel free to reach back out. I'd love to connect with you again and see what you guys have going on. See what the growth is, the evolution. Yeah. And um, you know, I definitely look forward to staying in touch. I'm excited
0: yeah absolutely look thank you so much for for having us um definitely love what you guys are doing as well and uh look on our side it makes sense too i mean being a part of of hype and um, and and hopefully we're creating a little hype on our side uh, uh, <laughs> for so, sure uh, absolutely we'll be in touch and and we'd love to be on again
1: yes absolutely i look forward to speaking with you soon enjoy your evening and um i can't wait let's see what next month holds in store
0: Yeah, no doubt. Thank you.
1: (laughs) We'll talk soon.